0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. We had China buying about 4 million metric tons of corn after another daily sales announcement of 800,000 metric tonne That brings the weekly total to 3800000 million. They're not done. They will continue to buy in smaller increments. These export sales will push the total very close to what the USDA had forecast for the entire year, and it's just March. The corn basis was tightening here. I question whether commercials have the physical ownership of enough corn and soybeans to meet the export commitments. The markets absorb the initial sales announcements, but they will come back again when the USDA tightens the balance sheet in subsequent supply-demand reports, as the bears will have to absorb this again later. We see estimates for USDA having to boost their corn exports in the balance sheet, ranging from a low of 100 million bushel to over 400 million. We think USDA has understated feed usage, and even corn ethanol use will probably be another 50 to 100 million bushels worth of corn before this is done. That could tighten the balance sheet to near 1 billion to 1.1 billion bushels. That is pipeline supply. In the case of soybeans, total exports are already at the USDA forecast. China is not a factor here, only because they've already bought so many of our soybeans. There's few left to sell them. I doubt we have a million metric tons left to sell. South American soybean production is exaggerated many times that. The trade is going to take a cautious, guarded view of the upcoming planning intentions report until proven otherwise. Farmers will respond to the profitability, but there will be competition for acres. No crop wants to surrender any to others. Acreage assumptions appear to have no room for prevent plant, and even last year's derecho will have an impact on what gets planted. The shift to soybeans makes it hard to add corn acres. Trail conditions in Argentina will have ease from beneficial rains, Not all of Argentina got wet, and some permanent yield damage has been done there, enough so to make USDA's Argentine soy production forecast overstated by 3 to 4 million metric tons. The problem in Brazil has been too much rain. It has been a soggy harvest with much greater than usual quality loss, robbing them of up to 3 million metric tons production. Excessive rains in Brazil have delayed the soybean harvest, thereby delaying planting their second crop corn. They are forecast to dry out in the next few days, with a drier trend developing thereafter. They need rain in April and May for the corn and cotton, and the models show a swing to the dry side. This would be like corn planted in June going into a dry July. Rain makes grain, and the soaking that the Central Plains got from recent rains will shrink the drought in winter wheat regions. Central to eastern Kansas and Oklahoma got a reprieve. There was still a finger of drought on the drought monitor map, overstanding where we live in northwest Iowa. On the hogs, this has been a first-of-its-kind hog market for me. and I sold hogs starting nearly 50 years ago, so we've seen a lot of hog markets. The industry integrated, where packers now own enough hogs that they did not want to devalue them. Integration reached a threshold in 2021, where integrated packers took their margin from bidding up hog prices instead of bidding down. The pork margin has not been enough to cover the cost of running the plant. In recent days, we have seen integrated packer margins eclipse the margins of standard packers who had to pay up to buy the hogs. Integrated packers and hog producer interests suddenly align. How long can this go on? As it is new, we have no real idea. I had noted the disparity in hog weights between packer-owned and producer-owned hogs. Packers were killing producer hogs first at lighter weights while holding on to their own, adding pounds. Then they bid up hog values, which of course worked most to their benefit. They held their hogs and got paid more for them. The only one complaining is the non-integrated packers. The pork cut added $6 on Thursday. Pork went up more than hogs went down, so the integrated packer margin reached $93 a head. On the cattle, I felt like the cattle complex has been walking by the graveyard for some time. USDA will give us an update in the March on feed numbers Friday. Poor feedlot conditions made it harder and to place cattle on feed last month. There were already plenty on feed. The number at the bunk for 150 days or longer was thought to be nearly 30% larger than a year ago. Short kills did not let feed lots get current. The trade looked for marketings of 97.4% and this time not due to a less day in the month. Previous reports said that we were not current in marketings and I have not seen things change to fix that. You've been listening to the Comstock report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.